Hello, and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. Today is Friday. This is the 15th week after Pentecost, and this morning we're going to read the Gospel reading that's been assigned for this coming weekend in worship. We begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Give glory to God, our light and our life. Come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving, and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God, and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hands are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. For the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Long ago, God spoke to our ancestors in many and various ways by the prophets. But in these last days, God has spoken to us by a son. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 16th chapter, beginning this morning at verse 19. There was a rich man who was dressed in purple and fine linen and who feasted sumptuously every day. At his gate lay a poor man named Lazarus, covered with sores. He longed to satisfy his hunger with what fell from the rich man's table. Even the dogs would come and lick his sores. The poor man died and was carried away by the angels to be with Abraham. The rich man also died and was buried. In Hades, where he was being tormented, he lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham far away. With Lazarus by his side, he called out, Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am in agony in these flames. But Abraham said, Child, remember that during your lifetime you received your good things, and Lazarus in like manner evil things. But now he is comforted here, and you are in agony. Besides all this, between you and us a great chasm has been fixed, so that those who might want to pass from here to you cannot do so, and no one can cross from there to us. He said, Then I beg you, Father, to send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers, and that he may warn them, so that they will not also come into this place of torment. Abraham replied, They have Moses and the prophets. They should listen to them. He said, No, Father Abraham, but if someone from the dead goes to them, they will repent. He said to him, If they did not listen to Moses and the prophets, neither will they be convinced if someone rises from the dead. We will hear this story about the rich man and poor Lazarus as our gospel reading for this weekend in worship. The 
story seems very simple to understand. A rich man has all the necessities of life, but in their most ex- luxurious and extravagant extreme form. While poor Lazarus lacks all of these things in the most excruciating and extreme way. When both men die, however, they find that everything has been turned upside down. Now Lazarus finds comfort in good things, while the rich man suffers in flames. Finding himself in agony, he turns to heaven and asks for mercy from Father Abraham and compassionate service from Lazarus. But alas, the chasm is too wide. Nothing can be done. That's the way it was. It's just the way it is. He had his good stuff then. Now Lazarus enjoys all of life's comforts. Fate can be cruel, but just in the end, nevertheless. And there's probably more to this story. The man feels that he has arrived in this place of torment because no one warned him. Maybe Lazarus could rise from the dead to warn his brothers so that they can hear the warning and repent. Abraham reminds the man that his brothers and reminds him of the warning and word that he himself had ignored. He reminds them that his brothers have the scripture that reveals God's will and purpose for God's people in the world, a world in which there will be neither a Lazarus poor lying at the gate or the rich man feasting in pleasure and ignorant bliss. So this story gets us thinking. First, the afterlife part in the middle of the story seems to be the simply turning of the wheel of fortune. It's simply an upside version of upside down version of this world. And it's hardly an accurate vision of the kingdom of God that Jesus has been proclaiming to his disciples. And so we must wonder if it just exists as a distorted projection of so many rich people's ideas of the world. That they sit atop of the world by by a God with a world that doesn't have a God, uh, and they sit there by just simply by good fortune and their superior merit. In a similar way, they believe that Lazarus just suffers at the bottom and there's nothing that they can do about it. There's a great chasm between them. None of those uh, poor people can get up here, and even if we wanted to, we really couldn't make a difference for them. The cream always rises to the top. What one? What does one have to do with the other? The very, very rich rarely see the desperately poor anyway. But just as fast as money and power come, these things can also go. That was Amos's warning that we heard earlier in the week. The, the Assyrians are stronger, smarter, and richer, and there's always a bigger fish. That wheel of fortune can just as easily turn against you, and you'll be stuck on the bottom. But God's world, neither this world nor the life of the world to come, works like that. It doesn't work like that. God hasn't given us to God has given us to each other to love and to care for each other. And God has set us into this creation to love and care for all of God's creatures and this creation to enjoy fellowship with God and one another, not to accumulate the stuff in the world, not to pile it higher and higher, not to separate ourselves from others, and not to push others to the bottom. Think of the promises of God for life in God's kingdom, for the life in the kingdom of heaven. Think of what we hope, what we've come to believe, what we trust that God is bringing into being. And in that place, we will find no great chasm between rich and poor. We will find fellowship in Christ because those have been brought together in Christ. The rich no longer rich, the poor no longer poor. This is the vision that we see and participate in as we come to worship and gather around Christ's table. God does not intend, nor is God pleased with the economy as it is. 
This is, of course, God's economy, and God does have a say. No, God's economy, as it turns out, looks much more like the church when we gather equally around God's table, each of us receiving God's grace in the form of bread and wine given for us, each of us receiving a share of God's spirit and gifts according to our faith, each of us turned in love for each other, that will not let any become Lazarus, nor let themselves become the rich man, because all of us are one in Jesus' name. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. And you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, the Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation in Christ and all gifts of healing and forgiveness, for the communion of faith in your church and for the gift of relationships with others that sustains us and gives us life. For all of these things we are thankful. For what else do we thank our God? Merciful God of might, renew this weary world. Heal the hurts of all of your children and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially we pray for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land, for those who govern the nations of the world, for people in countries ravaged by strife or warfare, for all who work for peace and international harmony, for all who strive to save the earth from carelessness and destruction, for the sick and for the mourning. For who else do we pray? We give thanks to you, Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have protected us through this night from all harm and danger. We ask that you would also protect us today from sin and all evil, so that our life and actions may please you, into your hands we commend ourselves, our bodies, our souls, and all that is ours. Let your holy angels be with us, so that the wicked foe may have no power over us. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom, and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. 
thanks be to God. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. Go forth into the world to serve God with gladness. Be of good courage. Hold fast to that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak. Help the afflicted. Honor all people. Love and serve God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God.